Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Here, we explore the central topics of intentional life design, boundaries, health, wellness, and leadership for physicians. I am dedicated to helping you create meaningful structures in your life that support both professional and personal growth. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Miller. I've tackled some of the same issues that many of us in the medical field struggle with, such as creating meaningful connections, imposter syndrome, and having a life outside of the office. Join me each week as my guests and I tackle these topics and so much more. Delivering content that shows you the importance of investing time into yourself beyond caring for those around you. Tap the follow button so you never miss an episode. Hey, doctors. Hey, leaders. I hope you all are doing wonderful. Today, we are going to focus on love. Now, the title of my whole podcast is called Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians. And I really wanted to have a podcast that talks about the many different facets of our life. So we have life things that we deal with, with family and work-life balance and boundaries. And we have the things that we love, again, our family and our spouses, our partners, our children, and also ourselves. And I also want to talk about some leadership as well. So Today is about love, and I wanted to talk about some of the things that I learned, some of the takeaways from a retreat that my husband and I went on probably about a month ago. I've had some time to think about it and process some of the things that he and I uh, went through and experienced together. And we went to a small little town not too far from where I live outside of Charlotte, the city's called Black Mountain, and it's towards the mountains. And we stayed in a nice cabin that had, you know, plenty of amenities. And it was put on by several therapists here from the Charlotte area. And there were about four other couples. And we did some intense work. And if you can imagine uh, several therapists getting together and working with several couples, you can imagine that the material that we go over is is not fluffy material. This material is full of content and a lot of work was done, if you can imagine. Um, so what was really neat is that we got to not only learn about ourselves, but learn more about our partners and learn from other people that were in the group as well. So I'll dive right in to some of my takeaways. One is... I need to show more appreciation for my husband. We've been married for almost 14 years, and my husband is a great partner, and he's a great father. And one of the things that I really appreciate about him is that him and our girls really have this special language with each other, and they have their own special routines, and they have their own special love. And I think that it comes from when I, you know, as most of y'all know, I'm an OBGYN. And from very early on, you know, I was going back to work and I took call and Casey's his name. He would, you know, take care of the kids. He'd pick them up. He'd take care of the kids in the evening, put them to bed. And so from very early on, they had their own routine. And just to give you an example, you know, we bathed the kids a different way. They <laughs> 
we do things in order. He has his own fun sayings that he does with them and they have their own bedtime routine. And so his relationship with them is very special and unique. As we were working through some of our work, one of the things that I can do better is show my appreciation for him more than I do. We had what was called labeled praises where we actually were able to show appreciation with the small token and actually label the things that we appreciated out of one another. So that was really neat. And under that same vein too, is that each of us have our own needs. He has needs, I have needs. And it was nice to go through exercises that clarified the needs that we have and um, being very deliberate with speaking those out and letting each other know what it is that we need on a daily basis. So that's one of the things that I took away is just the realization and it was just made very clear that you know I can do a better job at showing appreciation for the things that he does around the house. That's number one. Number two is that I like games. <laughs> we played some fun adult games with each other and I have some great couples in my life and I need to invest in a few relationships that I could do better with. And there are some wonderful families that are here in this area. And, you know, we all get caught up in work and our children and just life in general. And I think we just don't have enough fun anymore. And some of the games that we played were just clean adult fun. And I really did enjoy some of the fun adult games that were there. So I need to let loose a little bit. I need to, to have some more fun. Number three is that there can be a lot of growth and discomfort. Some of the things we discussed were more uncomfortable. And some of the things we talked about really struck a chord for some of us. And, you know, if you can imagine, you have several therapists leading a couples retreat or a marriage retreat, you can imagine the type of discomfort that might have been brought up. They definitely know how to get underneath the scab and help us process some old wounds. But in that processing is healing. And Uh, One of the things that I really took away was that there can be a lot of growth and discomfort. Some of the work that I am learning that I need to have is just being more vocal about my thoughts, my opinions, my hurts, my disappointments, and that can be uncomfortable, but there's also a lot of growth that can happen on the other side of that. So that is number three. Number three is that there can be a lot of growth and discomfort. Number four, my fourth takeaway is that I learned some tips on how to listen better. And I love to be listened to. I want someone and I want my husband to listen to me. Generally, I think I listen pretty well, but I did learn some tips on how to listen better. And one of those is simply saying, help me understand your perspective. 
The best way to describe that sentence is that it feels very clean. It feels very um, non-judgmental. It feels like you really are trying to understand what the other person is saying. So that's one phrase that can be really helpful. The second phrase that can be really helpful is, is there more? And to look at this from someone who is explaining something, if my husband was to ask me, is there more? I'm like, ooh, you really want to know more? Like, I'll tell you more. It really makes me feel understood. It makes me feel heard. It makes me feel that he's listening to me. So those are two of the tips that I took away about how to listen better and how to be a better listener. The next takeaway, I think we're on number five, is the concept of trust as it relates to a relationship. We watched a video by Brene Brown, and it was a super soul session that she was talking about. And she used the acronym of BRAVING to break down what trust looks like, the anatomy of trust. And it's the B-R-A-V-I-N-G. And the BRAVING stands for, the B is boundaries. The R stands for reliability. The A stands for accountability. The V stands for vault. That's another word for confidence conversations. And the I stands for integrity. The N stands for non-judgment. And the G stands for generosity. And we talked about this and what it means for a relationship. And one of the things that I took away from this was the the similarities of what BRAVING, the acronym for trust and relationship, how much that correlates with teams and having functional teams. And this pretty much flows into the next takeaway, and that is the parallels between the essential needs in relationship and the needs that people have in a leader. Uh, For a relationship, people need trust. You have to have trust. And that's the same thing for a functional team. And I oftentimes refer back to the book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. And at the very bottom of that, that triangle is the absence of trust. If you don't have trust, the foundation of a team, you can't have a functional team. And that goes the same for a relationship. A relationship, you have to have trust. You have to have safety in a relationship in order to be able to build on that. You know, on top of that, trust in a relationship is intention. So it's that connection time. It's that um, being very intentional with the time that you spend together. And when you're able to do that in a relationship, then you're able to have a healthy conflict and, you know, rules around the conflict that you have. And that goes on the same thing with a functional team. If you don't have trust, then you can't have healthy disagreements and healthy discussions about different opinions. And if you don't have healthy conflict in a relationship and rules around that, 
then you're unable to have accountability in the relationship. And then if you aren't able to have accountability in a relationship, it affects the intimacy. And I don't mean the intimacy of just getting down to it, but the intimacy where your hearts and your souls meet and they touch and they're open and vulnerable. And that's the same thing for a team. If you don't have trust and you can't have healthy conflict conversations, you're not going to have commitment from the team. You're not going to be able to have accountability conversations. Then you're not going to get the results that you really want in a team. So one of my takeaways was how similar a healthy relationship is to a functional team. And goes into the next part of what I got from the session is the parallels between the needs in a relationship and the needs that people have in a leader. So that's kind of five and six. The five and six kind of come together. The concept of anatomy of trust and then also the parallels between the needs in a relationship with the needs people have in a leader. So they kind of mesh a little bit together. So on to the last takeaway that I have is that there's still a lot of things I don't know about him. You know, we've been married for, like I said, um, almost 14 years now and probably together, I guess, probably about 16 years. And there's still things that I don't know about him. And for one, we didn't do that good in the newlywed game. Um, Maybe you all have seen the newlywed game or have if you haven't seen it on TV, you've played it in couples games, but the newlywed game is where one person is asked a question about the other without them in the room and they write it down and then the question is asked and you see how many you get right. So for example, what is your spouses or your partners, what was their first car? Yeah, that was one of the the questions. And, you know, what's their favorite food? What's their favorite color? Um, What's their deepest fear? You know, those types of questions are being asked. And we we did not do so well in this game. So I know me for one, I still have a lot to learn about him. And I'm looking forward to continuing to learn about him. Also, I have always been aware of the whole concept of the five love languages. And that's a book by... Gary Chapman. And the five love languages are acts of service. The next one is gifts. The third is words of affirmation. The fourth is physical touch. And the fifth is time. And I thought I was pretty clear in what my love language was. But after checking the assessment and going through it, I was a little surprised at what my primary love language was. And I was a little surprised about my husband's as well. And I was surprised at how close some of the other ones were for me and the same for him. So I enjoy taking that assessment and getting to know myself more and also learning more about Casey. Uh, One of the other things I learned is that, and along the same vein, is that your love languages can change. They aren't always static. They can change after time. They can change depending on your relationship or time in the relationship. 
So that was a little bit of a surprise for me. And I'm curious how my love language might change, you know, maybe from now until then, you know, in two years or three years. And so there's a lot I still have to learn about him and I thank him for me. So I think that's number seven that kind of wraps it up. Um, And I'll kind of recap that is one is that I just need to show more appreciation for my husband. I need to be more vocal and speak in his love language, so to speak, and show more appreciation to him. So that was one. Number two is I like playing games and I just need to invest in, in, in a few relationships with other couples that I could do better in. And number three is that there can be a lot of growth in discomfort. There are some things that this therapist can dig deep down and there's a lot that can be learned and a lot of growth that can happen in discomfort. Number four is how to listen. I learned some tips on how to listen better. Number five and six go together. So you learned about trust and then also the parallels between the essential needs in a relationship and also the needs that people have in a leader. And then the last is that there's still things that I don't know about my husband. And we have a long ways to go and continuing to learn one another, continuing to listen and spend time together. And I look forward to that. So those are some of my top takeaways from the couples and the marriage retreat that we went on. So I'm curious if you all have been on a couples retreat or a marriage retreat, let me know which one you've went to. This is something that I would like to continue to participate in is something that I want to do on a regular basis. I am very thankful to my mom (laughs) as she helped take care of the kids while we were gone and we were investing in our marriage and our relationship. So thanks, mom, for watching the kiddos while we were gone. And I know Casey really appreciates it. So yes, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's Dr. Rachel Miller, MD. And send me a message. I'd love to know. I'd love to know where all you all have been, who has put on your marriage or couples retreats, and where did you go? and what you thought about it. Thanks for listening. And also, if you have anything that you are interested in me bringing to the podcast, send me a message and let me know about that too. I want to make sure that I am giving you all information that you want to hear and want to learn from. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to this Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians episode. Did you have an aha moment? I'd love it if you shared it with me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's drrachelmillermd. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like for me to cover or a guest you'd like for me to have on the show, please let me know. I love your suggestions.